Wait, what am I? I'm first? Okay. Yeah, you're going to do the two by two. We're marching door to door. Okay. Are you ready? All right, everyone. Oh, love you, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. What? I'm not lost. Are you going to say something, David, about this podcast? Despicable me. Yeah, despicable yeah. me. Okay. All right, you ready? Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the faith to go podcast your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine and I'm the director of faith formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia and I'm the youth minister. I'm Jackie Pippin and I'm the digital resource curator. And this is the end of an era. <laughs> is that too dramatic? <laughs> a lot. I mean, with the pause, it was. I think you said, and this is the end of an era, but you were like, and this is the end. Do, do, an do. So like we said, we talked about last week, um, we are approaching some transition times for our Faith to Go team and offering. And one of those is that Jackie has gotten another fancy job. A fancy Yay. job. Pretty fancy. Uh, being, She's going to fly with the pilots nope. and talk to them <laughs> while they're flying jets and make sure they're okay. Is that right? Uh, I hope that I am never really flying in fast jets. But Jackie is actually going to be an Air Force chaplain, which is very exciting for all of us. And um, we, Jackie, do you have any reflections for us about your time on the Faith to Go podcast or as digital resource curator? Um, What's it been like? What do you think? I think it's been a really fun way to engage with the lectionary in a new way. Uh You know, so often we hear the sermon, but other than that, there's no regular engagement. And so the opportunity to create curriculum around it has been really fun. But also from the mindset of the activities for the zero to four and five to 10 year olds has made me really excited to in the very distant future, have children and engage with them with craft time. And so I'm really excited about that, that element of being a parent. There you, go. you can use faith to go someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'll probably be still the machine. same resources that you found for yeah. us. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel similarly about like the weekly, like a weekly practice of reflecting on the lectionary. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm, I can't say thank you, Jackie, because I couldn't, I'd have to say it for like a million, a million years. You just play it on loop. But we love you very much. We do. And, uh, you know, we, hopefully you can be a guest on the podcast. You yeah. just won't get paid to do it. Right. It'll That's, still be for great. For tax reasons. Then you'll be even more <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are going to transition into our time of reflection on the gospel. This is the... Faith to Go podcast for the week of July 7th, which is, for you keeping up with your liturgical calendars, Proper 9, a.k.a. the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. Very exciting time. Ordinary, you could call it. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> in year C. And the uh, Faith to Go resources, like every week, are from this week's Gospel, Luke 10, 1 through 11. And then 16 to 20, they don't want us to read 12 to 15. That's a secret. And um, 
Uh, like every week, you can find those faith to go resources at the faith to go website, www.myfaith2go.org. And like every week, we'd always love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or stories from your week of faith discussion or reflection, you can send us, uh, you can contact us through the website. You can also send us an email, faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org. Or you can uh, contact us through Instagram at faith to go. Um, so, uh, we're going to jump into our reflection on the gospel, and so Jackie is going to read the gospel, and then we'll each highlight one point that we hope you take into your week of faith uh, reflections and or discussions. So Jackie's going to read Luke 10, 1 through 11, and then 16 to 20. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in Paris to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, I ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of woods. Wolves, carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Wherever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to your feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 70 re returned with joy saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watch Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. All right. The labor should get paid. The labor should get labor paid. Labor movement icon. All right. Okay. Thanks, Jackie. Uh, so this is... Um, this story is from the very beginning of the 10th chapter of Luke, and last week we heard the last story in the 9th chapter of Luke. So it doesn't require a whole lot of context. If you were listening last week, this is the story directly after uh, Jesus talked about the dead burying their own dead. And, um, oh, and the, the one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So that's, that is the last verse before this story starts. Um, so we're right in the middle of the Gospel of Luke. Uh, Jesus is heading towards Jerusalem, and and after he sets his face towards Jerusalem, he's sending out these 35 pairs of disciples to make a total of 70. Uh, so that is the context for this week's Gospel, and Jackie has the first point. Uh, my first, my point today is about the notion of, of pair work and what that can look like. Pair work. Uh, in, 
in school, I hated when we had to do pair work um, because I feel like there's always an uneven relationship between which student is doing a majority of the work and which student is it. And also, you you really hope that you got paired with your friends or people that you knew, but it was always risky as to who you were going to get paired with. But this notion that these pairs went out and served Jesus. And and they did that because they had a common goal. And they did that because they knew each other and they knew each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses. And because of that, they were able to do better work. And what that really does for them is it gives them, you know, that confidence when someone doesn't share in their peace. Uh, and it also gives them joy when they are able to, to share in community with someone that does welcome them into their home. And so I think that that's a really important notion when we talk about our church communities too, who in our church communities um, exemplify great work with other people and who in our church communities are people that can be our mentors or our partners and stuff that we want to do in our church and in the community and in our diocese. Um, And how do we proclaim God's word better because we are surrounded by other people with similar goals? Yeah, and I think it's also a nod to what Jesus knows to be so true, which is that nothing nothing happens outside of relationship with one another. And mm-hmm. you know, a a single a single disciple going out on their own is like just such a bad idea for so many reasons. <laughs> it's like um there's accountability that ha- that can happen in relationship with one another. There's like a recalling one another to our intention and our mission. There's like a prophetic aspect to it in that way. And I think that there's just something in the way that no matter what, our relationships are the things that sustain us the most. Uh, and Jesus knows, you know, the way he says it is that I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. I mean, he knows that this it's like hard work that they're going to go do. And he's sending them with nothing, no purse, no bag, no sandals, uh, and and don't greet anyone on the road. So he's like kind of giving them, this is like an extension of his laser focus from the story that we learned, that we heard last week of setting his face to Jerusalem. And, it's, and it kind of says that in that it says that uh, he sent them to places where he himself intended to go so that they are now an extension of Jesus. And they're an extension, I think it's cool to think about that they're an extension of Jesus, but only in relationship to one another. That like they them individually are not, they are an extension of Jesus, not by themselves, but in relationship. And that is how they continue the mission of Jesus, that we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And that there's something, it's like, it's also this like notion of Trinity, like that when, when I and with another person and we are actually like relating with one another and working together, some third thing is there that isn't just me or just them, but something more than the sum of our parts. And that, that like Jesus knows that deeply, that, that something is great is, is brought out of us in relationship with one another. And when we're working together and that we are all called to go like these disciples to those places that Jesus intended to go, you know, like that we are all, an extension in the world of Jesus and we are made stronger and we rep- and we can like feel the presence of that mission 
stronger when we are are together and when we are relating with one another. Absolutely. So I think that ties in especially well with my point because I was going to talk about the part where it says after that, um, remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide for the laborer deserves to be paid. And then later it says, whenever you enter a town for its people wel- and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. And I think in this journey of trying to proclaim the gospel and, you know, do God's will and trying our very best, I, I personally have a tendency to not share the workload and feel like if I don't get it done, then it's never going to get done or I'm the only one who can do this or I'm the only one who's willing to do this. But above all else, it's I'm not willing to ask for the help of others. And so when we were talking, when David is just talking right now about like the Holy Spirit being alive in collaborative efforts, I really relate to that because it's someone that you can relate to, that you can share with, co-create with um, a partner, as Jackie was talking about. Well, and just in community, not just one other person. And I always forget that I'm not in this alone and that I don't have to do it all and to accept the help of other people so that there are people supporting me and that there is nourishment and care and support that is put directly in front of me. And he's talking about in a meal that is something that is set before you Hmm. and that laborers need to be paid and appreciated and cared for. And I think it's just a reminder that accept the help of others, you know, Hmm. and accept the support and care of others. Stop and rest and, um, and, the, and when you encounter those who support you, and when you encounter those that don't support you, all he's, he doesn't go in that much into detail, but as to say, you know, the kingdom of God is still near, but <laughs> but I'm going to shake my shoes off, shake it off by Taylor Swift starts playing, by the way, um, in this moment. Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. And it's it, there's not much um, more direction than that because... It doesn't. I tend to focus on my detractors or what possible things might happen where people won't like me as a result of whatever I'm doing, but without realizing that I have so much behind me, mm-hmm. or so many people behind me and with me alongside me mm-hmm. in my efforts. Mm-hmm. It, well, and I think something that you touch on, Maya, is the notion of self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jesus wants us to take care of ourselves and to have that accountability of, of other people, but also to take the notion of, you know, feeding ourselves that only helps us do better work in the world. And that only helps us be more compassionate and caring person when, you know, we're ensuring that we're well rested and fed and taken care of also. Absolutely. Yeah. And to know that there's this, that, that no matter what is happening, there is this kind of, divine cosmic support like that is undergirding everything that we're doing so that Jesus can be confident telling them to take literally nothing with them but knowing that they're going to be supported on their journey as long as they're open to that kind of support that you're talking about and and that's what he's setting up for them he's kind of like he's setting up this total reliance on the support of other people and the support of God working through other people to bring them along on their ministry and their mission. Faith for me, I don't think is like believing that God exists or like Jesus is his son and that, you know, he was resurrected. Like faith for me is like a trust that what needs to happen will get done Hmm. because I am a woman of many to-do lists and many 
um, things I have to get done. And, like, faith is just knowing that even if, like, all the my perceived plates drop and I do take the time to rest, like, the Holy Spirit will still move and work through it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, like, I think my biggest trial of faith, but also what I'm working on, you know. Yeah. And I think it kind of – that kind of goes to my point because I – I think that paradoxically Jesus is trying to set up set up kind of like a paradigm of abundance by by creating a situation where there's scarcity so that by asking them to take nothing with them they are they're like being forced to recognize the abundance that is that is and always has been and always will be with them Right. That it's not like the physical things that they're taking with them or their ability to hoard resources and keep resources for themselves that's going to make right. them okay. There's no such thing as being self-made in the kingdom of God. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And there's no and there's no like there's no log jamming of resources in the kingdom of God either. Mm-hmm. There's there's only like this open flow and of resources that you'll be taking care of. And so that that's like physically represented in carrying no purse, no bag, no sandals and and knowing that you'll be fed. But it, there's also that that truth also goes to their own like emotional and spiritual resources as well. Mm-hmm. So that Jesus says, whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. And so I think like we're, we've been talking a lot about self-care and about being supported. And like Jesus knows, like I said before, Jesus knows how hard this whole thing is going to be. And Jesus also wants them to know that like, it's okay if there's people that don't listen. Mm-hmm. You know, like last week we talked about the foxes having holes and the birds having nests, but the, like humans having no place to lay their head because we're like moving forward. Jesus is calling us forward not to like hunker down. And that goes for like physical structures that we might build to 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 be safe, but it also is like not getting too overly attached and caught up in relationship either. You know that there sometimes everyone is at kind of like their own stage in their journey of faith and in their spiritual journey and human and growth. And sometimes we might just like meet people where our two stages of growth just don't work together, right. and that that's okay. Like. You gave your peace, and they didn't want it. But he's he is assuring them that, like, in giving this peace, you aren't giving it up, but right. it will return to you. And when someone does take it, your peace rests on them, and now your peace is multiplied because it's not only your peace, but they're sharing in your peace too. And now that's two people sharing in your peace instead of one. It's like when Jesus is talking about the basket of grain that mm-hmm. is going to be pulling over, and like what the weight and the measure in which that you love will be handed back to you. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of, oh, if you love people, you'll be loved back. If you give people peace, they'll love you back. Um, it's more of if you love without any measure and you throw out that measure, uh-huh. then you will not be, or judge without, you don't judge, you know, with these measures. When we talked about that in a podcast episode, it's when you don't believe that this scarcity exists, that you can trust that there's enough for everyone, then you could fully live into that, like, abundance, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, and the inner abundance yeah. that, like, it may it reminds me of the Saint Francis prayer, where it's like, a, like in giving we receive. That is that it is. We it's our it's like our human instinct to think I can't I have to like hold on to this peace inside to protect it. But what right. Jesus is saying is like give it away 
and it will grow, which is counterintuitive, but, but that's how it works. And, and that if you give it away, no one's going to take it from you. Yeah. You know, you can give it and if they don't want it, they're not going to throw it away. They're, it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't ever lose that thing. There is an abundance. There's this there's this infinite well of peace that is available to us through our like internal union with God. And that thing is inextricable. Right. It doesn't stop. There's a lot more pain not on ever. holding on to that thing so tightly yeah. and clenching onto those needs than just releasing it, yeah. Right. Okay. That's three points. Yeah. Incredible. Every time. <laughs> um, so point number one was Jackie's classic. Classic. Uh, Jackie's point was about going out in pairs and the importance of relationship in, our, in doing that mission that we feel so deeply called to do in the world, whatever that may be. Um, number two was Maya's, and it was about being open to, through that relationship, being open to support wherever support may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, not taking on this illusion of independence, but recognizing our interdependence. And number three was mine, and that was about this kind of like free flow of resources, uh, especially those internal resources that um, that Jesus is setting up this paradigm shift from scarcity to abundance, and asking the disciples as he asks us to like step courageously out from our those fears of scarcity and into this pot- possibility of abundance that we can really only know when we experience it. Mm-hmm. So, having heard that discussion, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything different this time through. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborers deserve to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Wherever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast for the week of July 7th, proper nine, year C. 
Uh, make sure to go check out all those Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org, where you can also send any questions, comments, or stories from your week of faith discussion, either directly to us through the website, or you can send an email to faithtogo at stpaulcathedral.org, or you can follow us or contact us through Instagram at faithtogo. Make sure to go rate and review this podcast. And Jackie, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> goodbye. We say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.